Welcome to Step Monsters, a podcast all about the highs and lows of step parenthood. I'm Elise and this is Bailey. We're two friends bonded by this crazy stepmom world. Hello, Step Monsters. Welcome back. I am super excited to introduce our guest from today. We have Jocelyn Flowers from the podcast called The Daily Stepmom. She had connected with us on Instagram, and when we got to talking, we figured out that the three of us have vastly different experiences when it comes to step parenting, and we really felt like in order to just add weight to our podcast and give you all a different perspective that we would have her on and we would give her some Q&A and we would hear a little bit more about her story because Jocelyn is a full-time stepmom. And if you've listened before, you know that neither Elise and I are full-time stepmoms. So we just felt like having her perspective would be so valuable for everybody that listens. And we cannot wait to hear what she has to say. So welcome, Jocelyn. And I would love if you could just tell us a little bit about your podcast for starters and then give us kind of a rundown of what your stepmom situation is like. Yeah. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored. Instagram, I feel like is like the best and the worst. You know, I mean, you get the opportunity to connect with people that I would never in my life have met. And then, you know, the worst is it's Instagram. So but I love the opportunity that I was able to connect with you ladies. And um, I'm just so honored to be here. And like you said, I am a daily stepmom or full-time stepmom. So to clarify what that means is in the scheme of things, I never get rid of my stepkids. They're always here. They see their mom very minimal amount of time. And um, so the responsibility as far as being a mom falls on me. So it's definitely a different dynamic um, than what you see a lot of the times, which would be 50-50 custody or every other weekend. So, but not for me. I get to have my kids full-time, which has its benefits and then, you know, downfalls. So I have so many questions for you. I know Elise and I both do. And I had mentioned we told our Instagram followers that we were having a daily stepmom or a full-time stepmom on today, and they have tons of questions for you too. So my first question, just out of pure curiosity, is why did you start a podcast? Yeah, so I guess the Cliff Notes version is I wanted a place to be able to put my energy and just my thoughts and feelings out for their, everyone to hear. It's definitely been a struggle. I've gone through a lot with being a stepmom that not a lot of people would go through. And I figured there has to be a reason that I've been through all of this. And I figured that someone else might really benefit from hearing my experiences and my stories. And so I just thought, you know, let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. I love that. I think Elise and I can definitely relate to that. And that's part of the reason why we started our podcast. too. Not at all. I don't relate whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Stepmoms deal with that. That's odd. That's crazy. So Jocelyn, how old are your stepkids? And I guess another question that sort of came from Instagram, but sort of comes from me too, is did you know going into your relationship with your now husband that you were going to have your stepkids full time? No, I and actually probably had I known 
I definitely would have rethought being um, in a relationship with him. So my stepkids, the oldest is nine, and then we have eight and six. And when I came into their lives, they were two, four, and five. So very young. And I just quickly got thrown into this role of mom, nurturing person, you were an instant family. And I'm curious. So when you started dating your now husband, what was his custody setup like? And I guess how soon did that change? And maybe why did that change? Yeah. So when I first met my husband, so I guess I'm just going to just, I'm just going to dive right into it. He's pouring me a new glass of wine. So we're just going to go for it. I um, love that man. <laughs> These men taking care of their stuff. Bless moms, you. Right? <laughs> so my husband's now ex-wife, she had an affair and she basically left. And she, in so many words, decided that she just didn't want this life that she was living. So she had an affair and she left and she left him with three kids. And so when I came into the picture, her boyfriend was not a quality person and there was a restraining order out against him. And so my husband had full custody. I mean, majority. She had supervised visits, 20%. And that's kind of how it was when I came into the picture. Things at that time were getting better. Everyone was kind of moving forward and somewhat of a slow but progressive pace. And the goal by the time we were engaged was for her to have more of a 50-50 custody schedule. So I think like we were going to do like a 60-40. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, right after we got married, we got thrown into a huge custody battle, which ended up involving Child Protective Services. And I mean, really, the rest is history. I We ended up getting full physical and legal custody of the kids at that point. Um, so it went from my perception, which was we were going to move to a 50-50 custody and something I was actually really looking forward to being, you know, I, I had never had kids. I was never married before. So this was all new to me. And the idea of having my husband, just him and I for a week at a time really sounded ideal. And that unfortunately quick, quickly shifted. That's crazy. One of the questions that we got asked today, which I think you kind of like started to allude to an answer maybe, was if you had to choose, would you choose to be a full-time stepmom or a part-time stepmom? Really, that's a really hard question. I would say, I think every situation would be different. I think in my situation, I tend to be a little bit more of a control freak. So probably full-time works better for me because I have more say in our situation um, than the bio mom does. So I am more involved. I, I think even if it was 50-50 or part-time, I think I would still want to be more involved than that. I would want more of a say. And so having full custody of the kids, I, I do get a say. I mean, ultimately I am the one raising the kids. I often think about that. And for me, it's like, of course, I would choose to be a part-time stepmom because that's what I am right now. And that's what works for us. But I am also a control freak. I think I've talked about that a couple of times. And I hate the fact that I don't have full say and full control over things that I feel really strongly about. I don't know, Lisa, what do you think about that? I would agree. So I think that it's hard that I I really don't have a say in the decision making for the kids. But a part of me feels 
relieved that I don't because I'm not obligated to be responsible for things that happen and, and how things play out. I also think that it's sad for the kids if you see it from their perspective that their mom's not involved and she's not uh, an equal parent or doesn't want to be rather. I think that that will create potentially some long-term issues for the kids. And that's sad. Um, Anytime that you're in a co-parenting situation, you hope that everyone's putting their best foot forward and doing the best that they can for the kids. So you always need to hear that. But I'm glad that you're stepping up to do, you know, what's right for the kids. And you're being the full-time mom, even though you didn't birth them, you signed up for it. So kudos to you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it definitely, I, I would agree with you. I mean, I think there are times that I'm put in a situation that... I'm responsible for. And it is frustrating because I think I shouldn't have to be responsible for this. They're not, I didn't birth these children yet here I am responsible for them. And so it does have, I mean, it's drawbacks in that sense. I can definitely see that. Do the kids ever ask about their mom? Do they ask why they don't spend time with her or are they just they're, I mean, they're still a little bit young, so I could see how they would just see kind of their situation as normal at this point. But do they ever ask? Not really. I mean, she right now, our situation, she sees them every Tuesday and then she gets them every other Saturday for about 26 hours. So she does get it overnight um, at her parents' house because basically the kids are not allowed to be around her husband. So they, I mean, they used to when everything first went down, they asked, you know, why they didn't get to go to the house anymore, why they didn't get to spend all this time with them. Um, But now they just, it's their life. They just know that they see her on Tuesdays and then every other Saturday. Do they ever, or do you feel like they might in the future express that they would want to see her more and how would that play out? Or, you know, what would the conversation be on that end? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think we're very open with them in the sense that, you know, they know that they can see their mom and we do our best to, if she wants like an extra day and we're not doing anything, we do our best to accommodate that. However, as I, I, like I said, we we're very open and honest with them and they understand the reason why they can't be at their mom's house. It's not a secret. It's very clear. If they ask questions, we talk about it, but I don't know. I, I, they don't, it's kind of crazy because because in a sense, I mean, especially for the younger two, they don't remember their mom and dad together. I mean, the youngest was two and the middle was four. So really, they only really remember me with their dad. And so it's this weird dynamic because while we are very open and honest with them about, you know, being with their mom and how things are working out to them, I don't know if it's really registered that I'm not really their mom. I'm their stepmom. And so it, 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 we're kind of, they're still very young. So we're kind of in this weird stage where they don't fully understand. But, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that as they get older, um, things become more clear to them. And I do my best to make sure that I don't ever step on her toes. Like I don't want, like if she's ever around and we're in the same room together and they're saying mommy, I never, because they call me mommy. I never respond. I wait until I see who they're referring to because I never want to assume that it's me. So I do my best to kind of remove myself from the situation when she's around. But at the same time, I am the one doing all the 
quote unquote mommy things. You know, when the kids are sick, it's me. When we have to take them to the doctor, it's me. I take them to school. I drop them off. I check their homework. I make dinners. I do all of the things. So in that sense, I I don't find myself saying, well, I'm not their mom. Like, well, I, I am. I didn't birth them, but I am their mom in the sense that I'm doing all of the mom things. Do you ever feel resent for that? Absolutely. <laughs> um, yes, quite quite a bit, actually. And it's something that I, and I've talked about it on my podcast, I try to be very upfront. While I have generally a positive outlook and a very good relationship with my stepkids, I very much do struggle with resentment, a lot being in the sense that I've recently had an ours baby, which for those of you who aren't familiar, it's my husband and I had our own child together, which is considered an ours baby. And he's 19 months old. And I decided to quit my management job to stay home and raise him because I knew it would be, we were, it was one and done. Like we already have three kids full time. So it was a one and done thing. And I knew that. And so I didn't want to miss any of these moments. So I quit my job and two months later, COVID happens. So I really struggled with going from the idea of just having it be my son and I during the day while the kids were in school to now having to homeschool three kids. And they were always in the home. They never left. I mean, even when they would go to their moms, I had them in the morning and I had them at night. So I never had the opportunity to really just have that one-on-one time with my son. So I really started to get resentful in that situation because I mean, you know, he's my son. I, I want that time with him. So yeah, to an- long story, to answer your question, yes. That makes perfect sense, by the way. And I'm over here going like, hang me doing e-learning with three kids. That's so much. And I stayed home with our ours baby for a year until I was like, get me out of this hot mess express. I need to go back to work, but I didn't have COVID. So I think that just throws a whole nother piece of the puzzle and like interesting dynamic into that. So I don't envy you for that. And I also don't envy you for being a stepmom because hashtag I'm there. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, our middle son has, um, so he's ADHD. So even just adding that extra layer to it, it was just so difficult. And obviously I would have loved to have their mom kind of step up in that situation. But then also on the flip side, and who knows if she listens to this, but I don't think she really would have done the best job. Yeah, it's crazy. ADHD adds a whole nother level of complexity. And my stepson has ADHD as well. And he's almost 17 now. But I will tell you, between the ages of like 10 and 15, oh my gosh, what an insane difference. And then add COVID on top of that. And he's already on an IEP at school. He has all the things that he needs in order to be successful. And really, I mean, he's he's grown out of a lot of like the small child challenges that come along with ADHD, but add COVID to the mix and all of a sudden he's right back where he was at age 10. It's crazy. I really feel for the kids that had to deal with all of a sudden at home learning and also the parents. Good Lord, I didn't have to homeschool anybody, but I will still tell you the struggle was real because we had to try to help him manage his schedule and he's in this all new learning environment. And if I'm being totally honest, the public schools here in the initial round of online learning did not do the best of jobs. I'm sure they did the best they could, but it surely was not ideal. So I can't imagine if I had a kid that was younger than high school 
preschool age and had to actually help them and do homeschooling. How did you manage that and stay sane? (laughs) Oh, God, that's my catchphrase. (laughs) Like, it really, I say it at the end of every podcast, stay sane, stepmom, because in reality, I don't know how I, I mean, I drink a lot of wine, so that's really helpful, but I don't, (laughs) and no joking aside, sorry, that's like offensive, but I don't know how I stay sane. I don't. Um, It's hard. And like the first round, like you were saying, it was not really distance learning. Like it was like, okay, here, we'll kind of pretend that we're doing stuff, but we're not really. And then once fall hit of this year, it was this whole other world. And I mean, I cried probably the first week every day and it was just really hard. Um, And again, you know, that feeling of resentment of why am I the one having to do school with these kids? Why am I the one having to give up time with my son? Why am I the one that doesn't, that misses out on, well, not that anyone's doing play dates during COVID, but you know what I mean? Like I was the one feeling like, why do I have to do all of this? And so, um, yeah, it was just such a weird, this last year has been very weird, but in that same sense, like I think so much positivity has come out of it um, because I think we've all started to realize, okay, we need help. We need to like vocalize what's going on. We need to really grasp for one another and to just kind of lift each other up and, and carry one another through. You know, it's interesting that you touch on that because I think that even as a regular mom, you worry about why do I have to do this? It's taking away time from me spending that I could have with my child. And there are so many things just in the regular regular life as we move through the different phases that kind of make you question that sort of thing. So it's refreshing. Obviously, been there, done that. I know as a stepmom, there's times that I think about that as my role as a stepmom. But I'm here to also remind you that there's times that I think about that as a mom. And as you, your child, your ours baby gets older, you're going to feel that as well. And I think we just have to constantly remind ourselves that such is life, you know, stay positive, keep moving forward, and you're going to get through it and keep just doing the best you can. And it sounds like you're doing all the above. So that's amazing. Thank you. So another question that we got through Instagram and that I'm also curious about, mostly because there's been times in my relationship where my husband and I have disagreed with a decision that's been made surrounding the kids and I've vocalized that decision. And sometimes my opinion is welcome and sometimes it's not. And not to say that it's like, not welcome with my husband, but it's not welcome in the co-parenting environment, particularly with his (laughs) ex-wife. So one of the questions that we have is, what do you and your husband do when you have disagreements with parenting? And is he open to feedback around how your stepkids are behaving? Um, honestly, well, actually, I was gonna say, I don't, I was gonna say, I don't think we really have that many arguments, but that's not true. We absolutely do. I don't know what I'm thinking. Um, (laughs) I think one of the biggest disagreements we come across would probably be how I respond to my middle stepson, which is the one who who has ADHD. Um, unfortunately, I tend to just have a little bit more of a shorter fuse with him. And so there's been a lot of times that after the fact, never during, but after the fact, he'll approach me and say, 
you are a little harsh. Like that's, you know, um, and I do, and I have to check myself and I'm like, you're right. I I'm feeling a little overwhelmed or whatever. Um, but as far as parenting discipline disagreements, we don't really have them as much, but again, we don't have a third party coming in and chiming in. She, unfortunately, not unfortunately, I don't know. Unfortunately, not unfortunately, I'm not really sure. She doesn't really have any say at this point in their life because she doesn't have legal rights to them. So it's not really like, hey, this happened. What do you want to do? It's like, this happened. This is what we did and just wanted to communicate that with you. And I'm sure it probably bothers her a lot. uh, But my husband and I really don't have to deal with that third party chiming in. And I'm thankful for that because I have friends that do and I could not, I don't, I couldn't imagine someone being like, well, that's not what we're going to do. And I'd be like, "Mm, well, uh." so I don't know how you all do that. (laughs) In the beginning, that was the biggest contention piece or contentious piece between my husband and I when it was so hard for me to say, this is what I think you should do. But he and his ex-wife have equal say in what happens with the kids. And so I had to learn, and I've talked about it on other podcasts, and I think Bailey and I have both touched on this, that kind of learn as you go that there are things that you can weigh in on, but we're not their parents. We can be there for them as parent figures, but we aren't the end-all be-all. We're not the decision makers. And so it's hard. It's a learn as you go and grit your teeth and bear it. It is so hard. And it's funny, Jocelyn, as you were talking and saying she doesn't really have a say and we don't really have to have her opinion, I found myself being a little bit envious. Obviously, I know there is a whole nother level of complexity that comes along with that. And you don't get the one week break like we get. But I found myself just thinking, oh my gosh, that would be so nice. Because I can tell you how many times I've gotten in trouble for something that I did, something that I've said, a suggestion that I made that she found out about. I mean, there's I could go on and on and on. And I'm sure Elise could as well. Just about I I feel sometimes like I'm not just in a relationship with my husband. (laughs) I'm also in a relationship with his ex-wife, which is not something that I could have ever anticipated coming into a stepmom role. Well, and I think a lot of stepmoms feel like you're not only in a relationship with the ex-wife, but you're under a microscope and everything you do is going to be judged to the nth degree. So got to be careful. And it's interesting because I'm hearing you guys talk about, oh, like we're a parent figure, but without the discipline. And I find myself being frustrated in the sense that I am the disciplinary role. It's me. I'm with the kids all the time. I'm the disciplinary role. And, And sometimes I get frustrated because she's the fun mom and I'm the disciplined mom. And it frustrates me because I sometimes wish that I could just be the fun stepmom that would take the kids to get ice cream and not worry about the fact that it's going to mess with, you know, our middle son who's lactose intolerant. And I'm the one that's, it's like, I write out the, he can't have this, he can't have that, he can't have this. And he needs to take his medicine on this day. And she's like, oh, well, we gave him, you know, ice cream and he had gluten. And I'm like, hello, he can't have that. And like, it frustrates me that I have to be that parent. And so I think sometimes I do wish I could just check out and and not have all the responsibilities. But in the flip side, I mean, I guess I probably could, but then who would it be hindering? Like it wouldn't, she could care less, right? It would be hindering the kids and that's not fair to them. 
I will say being on the flip side, I am the fun stepmom. And I, while I always take into account what's going to be the best for the kids, I would never feed them ice cream that got dairy in it if they're allergic to dairy. I think there is resentment from the other side that I get to play that role. And there are attacks and things that happen because I'm the fun, the fun one. And everything carries a different dynamic and there's a different perspective. So, and I've said this before, I like to always try to see things from everyone's different vantage point. And I think that, you know, the saying that the grass is always greener on the other side rings true quite a bit. And you can't ever be too harsh on the other side because you just never know what that looks like. And fun stepmom, but don't poison the kids. <laughs> That's important. I would say I am somewhere in the middle. I definitely am the one that both of my stepkids at this point talk to about uncomfortable things more than anybody. And maybe that's a good thing. Sometimes it's way more than I want to know. But I'm glad that they have me as a resource and can come ask me the questions that they don't want to ask anybody else and talk to me about the things. And that's something that I worked really hard over the years as they became preteens and teenagers to just always be the non-judgmental resource for them so that they can always feel like no matter what it is, no matter how gross, no matter how embarrassing, no matter how crazy, you can always come to me and talk to me. And there's been times where my stepdaughter will say like, well, you can't tell my dad, don't tell my dad. And I have to balance that. I mean, obviously, if it's something that involves her safety or she's pregnant, I would have to tell my husband that. But for the most part, her and I have built a really solid foundation of trust. I think that that's the best that you can hope for, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. That's the end goal that we all want. We want to have solid, stable relationships with our stepchildren. I can definitely relate though. Jocelyn, you had said with your middle stepson who has ADHD, you tend to have a little bit of a shorter fuse. I am the same way with my stepson. There have been times where I have no doubt that I triggered something to be much larger than it needed to be or triggered some sort of outburst to be way worse than it would have been had I not been there. My husband has this insane ability to just like walk away and say, oh, just don't, whatever. He's just being dramatic. But for me, so much of like who I I am as a person is founded on mutual respect. And it's always been in our household. doesn't matter if I'm your mom. It doesn't matter if I'm your aunt. It doesn't matter if I'm the stranger down the street. I'm an adult and I'm an authoritative figure in the house. So you show me respect and you show me kindness and you do the things that I ask you to do. And there's times when my stepson, he's, he's a little shit too, because now he totally admits to doing this on purpose because he knew it pushed my buttons. <laughs> But he would say like, no, I'm not doing that. Or he would talk back or he would call someone stupid or be super mean to his sister. And I have like a, I'll ask you twice tolerance I've learned about myself. And then after that, I fully lose my shit. <laughs> like if you've ever watched the show Snapped on TV, that is, I didn't, I haven't murdered anybody. So we'll just put that out there. But that's me. I, something in me, I, I totally snap and it's, only with him. I've never done that with my stepdaughter. She's also never really pushed me to the brink of that like my stepson does. But oh man, it is so refreshing to hear that I am not the only one like that. <laughs> 
It's so hard. It's unreal. And I, you know, I mean, I, I do the same thing. Like I, there's times that it just like this things just switches in me and it's unreal. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, it's definitely not my finest moment. And I've definitely have gone back to the kids and I'm like, Hey, like, I'm really sorry. It's been a rough day. And now they kind of like, especially after this last year, they can tell when I'm like, not fully, not fully like in the best mood. And they'll be like, mommy, what's wrong? Are you in a bad mood? I'm like, no, I'm not. And they're like, okay, do you want anything? Can I get you wine? I'm like, oh Jesus, what am I doing? Like, What have I done? Like my kids know like, I need wine. It's awful. But you know, I mean, there is some, some truth to that. Like, yes. I know I can't be the only one. You are not the only one. I will say a really good therapist once told me that everybody, every parent makes mistakes and it's all about being able to circle back when you make a mistake and saying to your child, I shouldn't have acted that way. I'm so sorry. And so I totally use that with my son and my stepchildren. And I think that it shows them that we're human. We have humility and it shows them the right way that if they make a mistake in a relationship with someone, what do you do to fix it? And the step one is admit that you made a mistake. So I think that that's huge as a stepmom. Like we have to be able to have that conversation when we have those blowups, even just in general with any relationship, when you cross the line and you become overwhelmed to be able to, to admit and say that you are overwhelmed and you are sorry, I think is huge. So you know what? We all do it. We're imperfect people. It's just, it's how we handle the follow-up. Yes, I fully, fully agree. Have you, have, I guess a question for either of you, one of the things that we got on Instagram was asking whether or not you've ever felt like an outsider in your own home. And I thought it was interesting because I most definitely have. I don't have an hours baby, unlike the two of you. And obviously, I know yours is really young, Jocelyn, but I definitely felt like an outsider, especially in the beginning and especially before we were married. I wasn't officially a stepmom, but I was kind of playing the role as a stepmom. We were living together. I was doing all the things that a mom or a stepmom would do, but I just felt so weird and like such a, I'm not a part of this normal family, but it, it got a lot better when we got married. So I'm curious from someone who's a full-time set mom. And then I guess for you, Elise too, have either of you ever felt that way before? I've actually never, I've never felt that way, but I think different dynamics, you know, most definitely. What about you, Elise? I think that in the beginning, before I met the kids, I was very curious and I definitely felt on the outside. Then when I moved in, I don't think that I let that thought cross my mind. I just incorporated myself. Now, when I'm in a position where people are trying to create a divide between <clears throat> my husband and I and our current family, I do feel like a lot of the time in the court system, it's first family first and the second family takes a backseat. So while I don't think that that will become an issue for us. I think that it's hard when you're dealing with legal stuff because that's the, the general consensus is the second family doesn't really matter. It's all about your first family. And even though we have a child together, that's unimportant. Um, his mental well-being isn't taken into account. It's all about the legalities of the situation between the first family. So I think that that has pushed me to feel as if 
I am an outsider in the outside world, but within my own household, I think I very much feel strong and, you know, validated that it's our, our little nuclear family, as well as our children, every single one of them are the most important. And we're just stronger because of kind of some of the stuff we deal with. Yeah, actually, I would like to amend my question. I 100% agree with you. Um, I guess I didn't think about it in that perspective. I just immediately thought of my home, but you are 100% right as someone who dealt with custody battles and courts and um, child protective services. And obviously now that I'm like really thinking about it, taking my kids to the doctor's appointments, school. I mean, when you take your kids to the doctor as a stepmom, I had to have a note for like the first I don't even know. God, probably a year. And now I'm in the system as because, of course, we have legal rights. So now I'm in the system as that I can, you know, take my stepkids. But I remember when we were going through court my, at the time, I was working a full time job and my husband and it was our money mutual and we were paying for a lawyer. And I remember one time I went to say something to the lawyer and he said, well, I can't put that in the record because it's not it, it's not valid. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you mean by it's not valid. How is how is that not valid? And he said, technically, I'm really legally, I'm not even supposed to be talking to you. You're really not even supposed to be in this meeting. And I remember thinking like, to the hell, what? Like, I am paying for this too. Like, this is my money. Like, I don't know what you mean. And so when you said that, at least like I, it just brought back all that, that memory of that. I did feel like an outsider. Like my opinion didn't matter, even though I had just as much perspective as anyone else in this situation. I could do an entire podcast on legalities and making sure that... Because I was there for such a long time where it wasn't privileged if I was in the conversation, right? So I think that it's it's definitely important if you feel attacked and you feel like your rights aren't being taken care of, that you seek your own legal counsel, even if you're paying out of your joint account for that attorney. It sucks. Ah, oh, God, it's such like a dagger in the heart. But you know, th- I'm not an attorney. This is not legal advice. But if you need to protect yourself, girl, protect yourself. We have a full episode that we could dive into on Elisa's situation alone in regards to all of that. It will probably be a future episode, but for a, a much later time. Well, I don't have any more questions of my own. And I think I've covered the most of the direct Instagram questions. And then we've actually hit on some of them just by our conversations as well. Elise, do you have any other questions? And then I guess, Jocelyn, do you have any questions for us? I don't. This has been great. Thank you so much for joining. And thank you for reaching out to us. You know, as a new podcast, we totally appreciate having other people that have the same mindset and different dynamics. So thank you for taking the time to hang out with us and have some conversations. Yeah, absolutely. I am just so honored. I I think, you know, I think the most important thing about all of this is that we all have such unique situations, unique experiences. So I think to be able to um, talk about them and just be really real with one another, I think that's what's really lacking in the stepmom community is that ability to feel safe and secure and um, just sharing experiences with one another and just knowing that you're not alone. And 
I can assure every single person listening, you think, oh, I'm sure no one has ever had this experience. But I would encourage you to reach out to someone because you'll probably find someone who has had that experience, someone who has dealt with that situation, maybe not in the exact way you have, but something similar. And so um, just to know you're not alone and there's plenty of people who who want to help you and just want to be there for you. So I just encourage you to reach out and thank you ladies for giving this awesome space for people to do that. We are so grateful. So if you want to follow along with Jocelyn, her Instagram handle is at Daily Stepmom. And of course, if you're listening and you're not following us on Instagram, our Instagram handle is at Stepmonster Podcast. Again, thank you so much, Jocelyn. It was so good having you. 